And then you just realize how much more life can be beautiful without them because you're just not worried about another person that hasn't been supporting you. And then that's when you realize who your real friends are. Hello, and welcome to the Raised by Immigrants podcast. I'm your host, Kavi Sebastian, and together we'll create a space where we can bond over the experience of being children of immigrants. We'll talk about everything from relationships and family to mental health and careers, all from the lens of being in between one culture and another. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Raised by Immigrants. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, Minji Kim. She's been a longtime friend of mine. We've actually been friends for over 10 years. So in today's episode, we'll be talking about how to maintain healthy friendships and what to do when you're dealing with a friendship breakup. Now, before we get into today's episode, I do want to say this was recorded differently than past episodes, so you'll have to bear with me if you hear any audio quality differences throughout the show. Enjoy! Hello, hello! Welcome to the podcast, Minji! Thank you for having me! Of course! We've been friends for 10 years. Mm -hmm. We celebrated 10 years this past summer, and we met way back in middle school, Indeed. Why don't you tell people the story? Because I certainly don't remember it. Um, honestly, we met in middle school, well, towards the end of middle school, um, when we were going into high school. That's when everyone got an iPad from mm-hmm. our high school. Um, and that's when everyone started messaging each other through iMessage because we had a device, everyone had a device to message each other on. And... You were going through, like, a friendship breakup slash drama. Yep. And I was friends with the other person first. Um, and then we just kind of started talking and became close. And ten years later... Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Recording a podcast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we definitely... It was an interesting time because I think we were one of the first grades to get that iPad. Yeah. And I think you're right that it's like being at that age and like having to sit through classes mm-hmm. but also being able to like literally sit there and i message your friends like in front of your teacher without them knowing yeah. definitely yeah. unlocks kind of like a social life in middle school that maybe not a lot of people experience yes and i think especially as children of immigrants who didn't necessarily get to like go to sleepovers or hang out like all the other yeah. kids like that really solidified a lot of friendships but it also created a lot of that drama that you were talking about yes and we definitely went through our fair share in high school even college you know and Mm post-grad I think we've had our fair share of friendship breakups but we've also been able to withstand that test of time ourselves like you and I our friendship so to be able to say like 10 years of friendship I don't think that's a small thing Mm -mm. and you know very well, I've been through friendship breakups after, like, my entire life of, like, 23, 24-year friendships Mm -hmm. that just end. So to be able to say we've been friends for 10 years and it's a strong friendship that we both value in our life, I think that's such a testament to who we are and have become over time. So staying on topic of the friendship breakups that you have lost over, like, the 23 years, I think we should talk about what we've learned. Yeah through this friendship breakup because obviously you and I have experienced multiple so far Mm -hmm. and 
the fact that we both individually experienced multiple ones, but was able to remain friends with each other for such a long period of time, I think now at the ripe age of mid-20s, yeah. I think we have like a really good sense of idea of what we want in a friendship and what is considered a healthy like boundary that yeah. helped in like our relationship staying. For, for sure, yeah, I'll kick us off. I think over time in my past friendships that have ended ultimately, a lot of them ended because I had to repeat myself in terms of needing communication. Mm. Whether it was, there was one in high school where I felt um, this person was lying to me continuously. Mm -hmm. And I had to say, like, this is not an issue I care about. You don't have to lie to me for this. Mm -hmm. I'd prefer we have honesty in our friendship. And I had to have that conversation multiple times. And in a more recent friendship breakup, it was about communication or lack of communication and I wanted to see more energy and more effort from this person mm -hmm. to maintain our friendship. And again, I had to have that conversation multiple, multiple times. And ultimately, like, they did not reciprocate or, like, kind of respect my wishes and make that effort on their part in both of my really big friendship breakups. Right. And so I think my big value walking away from that is, you know, I need someone who can communicate with me and understand where I'm coming from. And at least meet me in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm asking for something that's unreasonable for them, I need to hear that from them. And I think that's what makes our friendship so strong, is we've been able to have open communication. Right. Um, and I also think we both come in it with similar values, um, not just because of the cultures we were raised in, but I think also because we've gone through so many versions of ourselves and been able to still be there for each other. I think one of the things I value most about your, you and our friendship is like I know I can count on you and you've shown up for me when it counts for me mm -hmm. and I have a hard time leaning on other people so the fact that I'm able to do that with you comfortably is like really important to me and I think the lack of that from past friendships and other you know people in my life has sort of been a really big learning point for me because it's something I didn't really realize as a kid that I needed to lean on my friends. I think it's funny that you mentioned the communication aspect being the biggest problem within your friendship breakups that led to the friendship breakups because mine is absolutely the opposite. Yeah. And I believe that's why we both um, understand the importance of the polar opposites that we've experienced and we kind of were able to pour that into our relationship mm -hmm. to make it such a strong one just because my biggest friendship um relationships ended due to the lack of communications where i thought everything was dandy and fine but the other person just like did not communicate their grievances what they were upset with me about or just like simple boundaries mm -hmm. that let them led them to like just bottle it up and then just kind of burst and said i don't want to be friends with you and it just kind of blindsided me because I didn't see it coming because they never communicated that with me. Yeah. So I think having experienced those types of friendship breakups due to communication or lack thereof made me realize how important it is to really talk about how you're feeling with your other friends um, in a manner where it's not like, hey, I want to start beef. Right. 
But just like, hey, I'm coming from this side. Like, can we just like talk about it? So you're also aware about how I'm feeling. So in the end, when I try to communicate with you X amount of times, it doesn't come as like a surprise that Mm -hmm. like I'm obviously unhappy with this relationship and I want to end it. Yeah. So I think we come from different spectrums and understand that there is a happy medium. Mm Mm-hmm which is very (laughs) valuable. Oh yeah, 100%. I think one of the healthiest things we've implemented in our friendship that we've done over time, Yeah. we now call the vibe check, thanks to you, that is your term, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it became like a TikTok thing and then just... Yeah, maybe. So we, I mean, we we do this vibe check where if something feels off for one of us or Mm -hmm. it's just like something we want to check in on, we check in on each other about how we're feeling with our friendship, about where we're at. We did this before we went on our Italy trip. Yes. We did this during our travels, and I think that's what's helped us stay friends through travels and trips like that, whereas Mm -hmm. people come from, like, back from Miami and, like, stop being friends. But we've been able to really withhold or withstand those travels and all these different experiences together because we've implemented this system of like checking in and being honest Mm -hmm. when we check in. I think the vibe check, honestly, it comes from another pact that we made Mm -hmm. back in high school when we're going through all of this like issues with friends and dramas in high school. It's called the lemonade regime. Yep. Thanks to Beyonce. Beyonce, shout out Beyonce. (laughs) Um, She came out with an album Lemonade, yeah. I believe. Yeah, she, the Lemonade album where she calls out Jay Z for all her cheating right. and poor behavior in their marriage. And basically, I don't know why that resonated with us so much, but it did. And so we just made a pact with each other that no matter what, we would just completely be honest with each other, not take any bullshit from anyone. And if there was anything in your life that felt like, oh, it doesn't feel right, we would instantly be like, lemonade regime, yeah. cut that shit out of your life. Mm-hmm. We were doing the, like, it has to be a full body yes before right. like, that was a thing. Yeah. And I think that really led us to a lot of growth and opportunities that a lot of people don't necessarily have in that high school into college, mm-hmm. like, time frame, because that's when so much change is happening and you can get so overwhelmed with, needing to please everybody, getting into the right schools, making the right friends. And we were in that, like, I think pretty healthy headspace of... Thinking about yourself first. Yeah, if if this feels right to me, like, I'm going to do it. And I think that's how we got close with each other. And despite, at the time, I think our friend group got a little bit jealous of that. Mm -hmm. We understood that it didn't have to be zero or 100. Like, you could be close with multiple people... And still honor each of those relationships instead of, like, being jealous. Mm-hmm. And I think we went on into college having this mindset of, like, you're allowed to have other friends. You're allowed to have your own life. Like, yes. we don't need to be glued at the hip. Exactly. I think that really changed the dynamic of our friendship and how we communicate with each other. Where I can be the bluntest, like, most straightforward and be like, I don't like this. And I feel comfortable telling you I don't like this. Whereas whereas I don't feel comfortable telling other people straight up I don't like this because I feel like I'm going to offend them in any way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that helps with our communication and the vibe check. That's why it works because yeah. we never have to worry about offending each other. Mm-hmm. So what, in your opinion 
has allowed our friendship to be as open and honest as it is with these vibe checks, with the lemonade regime. Like, what do you think it is about us or our friendship that has allowed us to get to this place? I think our foundation one is so stable and strong. Mm -hmm. Like, we've never had serious problems um, in the past. And I feel like that was due to the fact that we had these, like, regimes and pact where we are just able to constantly open communicate with each other and so that led to neither of us feeling insecure about each other's position in our lives and which led to like me being comfortable being vulnerable with you at any time reaching out for advice and vice versa and having to like go through long periods of time where we don't end up um speaking to each other and not taking it offensively because we both know that what we're doing is you know like self-growth and yeah. like just career path and like mm-hmm. whatever we just know just working that on ourselves exactly mm-hmm. so like even if you go months without talking to each other we just know that we have a valid reason not to and it's not necessarily out of like spite or any like animosity yeah. and i feel like it's just that foundation which led to the full trust in each other Mm. where I feel like if anything were to happen I just know that you would just come to me bluntly and be like what's up yeah I I definitely agree and I think it's interesting that you say the part about like you know why we might spend time apart and things like that Mm -hmm. and even just going through these cycles of change and being understanding I think for me it comes from a shared value of like we both have that similar experience of being raised by immigrants Mm -hmm. and we understand that there are certain cycles that we need to break right like our parents are not necessarily super open about their emotions and how they're feeling and I think we see that and instead of being like that we learn from it and Mm -hmm. we're like I can have a healthier relationship with anybody by being honest about my my emotions and how I'm feeling and what's going wrong and expecting and hoping that they'll return that for me and so I feel like we have that common ground that allows us to be like you know, we're breaking the cycle and, like, our next generation, whatever that looks like, is, like, Mm -hmm. we're doing that work now, too. I think it's also um, because we were there for each other when we were healing from that. Mm -hmm. We We knew each other at our lowest and we saw each other build each other up. Yeah. And try and work on ourselves and re heal our inner child to get to the point that we are at right now where we are fairly like confident and comfortable with each other not to say that there's no room for improvement because we're Mm -hmm. always evolving but I think it's just the fact that we've seen each other's growth and know that the other person is able to handle it in a way that makes the most sense yeah I think in any relationship whether it's romantic or platonic you have to be willing to see the other person change and accept them as that new version Mm -hmm. or like find a way to be compassionate of that change Mm -hmm. because change is triggered by so many things and I think us being friends for 10 years and seeing those versions and understanding where those changes came from we've it also opens up that honesty and that space to feel safe around each other and be like well, I want to I wanna change my life in this way. Or, you know, when you did this, it hurt me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand because it was coming from a place of change. So mm-hmm. I think all of our conversations come from that understanding, that place of compassion. But we are also, like, so willing to see our, our that next version of the other person. Right. I think the one thing that I appreciate about this relationship and why I feel like 
it's lasted this long is just surely the communication. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel comfortable being vulnerable with you and telling you my lowest points, how I'm feeling, when I'm sad, like, why I'm sad, without any judgments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I were to have ever crossed the boundary of yours or if you realize that a certain thing that I do just like does not align with what you have in mind then instead of just lashing out at me or just ghosting me period I like the fact that you took whatever I did um that you didn't like as like a learning moment for yourself and being like Mm -hmm. oh okay that's like a boundary that I didn't realize that I needed for myself yeah and Implementing it into your life and then communicating that with me so that I am aware that this is a boundary that you have set and that I should respect. And Mm -hmm. I think that just strengthens the foundation of a relationship so much more and creates a healthier, like happier environment where all of us can just be happy instead of letting that just bottle up to a point where you just start hating on each other and then lashing out or inevitably like ghosting each other. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I know we were talking about friendship breakups earlier and I think any friendship breakup you have, you know, there's two sides to the story. They're both valid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens is when both people understand that both sides are valid, Mm -hmm. you can kind of come to that common agreement and say like, I learned something here but I need you to learn this too. Exactly. And like, how do we go forward? And I think in both of our past friendship breakups, we didn't always get that reciprocity. There was not right. always two people. Like the other person didn't necessarily understand like, oh, there's like, I have responsibility to take here. Yeah. And I think that's what led to us at some point giving up. And <laughs> no matter how it ended, you know, we, we knew when to walk away because at some point, you know, going back to boundaries, like, we knew that at some point it was time to draw the boundary for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that just goes to show, like, how far we have matured and how much we have seen each other's progress because for sure, if this was back in high school, like, I would have been like, lemonade regime! (laughs) Um, Stop talking to them, ghosting them. Yeah. And probably you, vice versa. Mm -hmm. But I'm just very appreciative appreciative about the fact that as we grow older we are becoming more self-aware to the point where we are starting to recognize and understand that we're not perfect human beings nor will we ever be perfect human beings Mm -hmm. and that we make faults and we're at fault and whatever action that we do has an impact on other people and whether they choose to reciprocate in a certain way is not up to us Mm -hmm. and therefore we can't control the kind of reactions that they will have and I believe I'm like a strong believer of like no one owes you anything and so the fact that you know you're able to clearly communicate how you're feeling to me just shows like that we are on the same playing level that you are also self-aware enough to tell me these things and you yourself learning from it which I think makes me more grateful for this relationship and just makes me want to add on to it even more and excited for the future. And I feel like in friendship breakups that I've dealt with in the past, I wasn't able to, again, like you mentioned, get that reciprocated mm-hmm. and have that other person be self-aware enough to 
tell me or even them being aware that they had that boundary and just ended it right there being like I don't know what's wrong with how I'm feeling right now but I just I know I just know that I don't like it so I'm gonna cut it off right there yeah because those are the friendship that make me mourn the most because Mm. it's like it's always the what-ifs yeah but again like you can't control anything so you're just grateful for what you have had and like the friends that you have that are on the same playing field as you Mm -hmm. and I think going back to that like lemonade kind of regime of the full body yes idea even yeah. like I think we've really embraced that now being in our mid twenties, mm-hmm. knowing we are like only entering our prime really and like yeah. there's so much to look forward to in life. But at the same time, like life is short and anything can happen. Friends can leave you, like whatever it is, it's like you have to be selfish. And I think mm-hmm. for a long time that's been uncomfortable for us to do. Yeah. And that was sort of what that pact was meant to help us with is like you know, we need somebody to do this with me so that we can be selfish and not feel guilty for it. But I also think that guilt comes from being raised by immigrants and, like, not knowing how to rest and, like, different, like, little things that we learn from either the generation past or just the cultures that we're in, I think really improve when we're able to go through these friendships and lean on someone Mm -hmm. for kind of breaking those cycles. It all has to do with perspective, too. I yeah. think when we get stuck on the lemonade regime, not to talk shit about the lemonade regime, I freaking <laughs> love it, but yeah, I think there's also, <laughs> yeah, there's also a balance that needs to be put into place. Um, when it comes to perspective, I think we could go down a rabbit hole in, oh yeah, like it needs to be a full body yes, I need to be selfish, mm-hmm. like, yeah. fuck them, fuck this, like, it has to be me only. Mm-hmm. And I think what's good about having friends that share similar perspectives but also that come from a different background is that they're able to pull you out of the rabbit hole and show you different perspective that you would never think about and I think it's a constantly like a growing moment constantly you're open-minded and just like reciprocating everything and I think those types of friends are the best because you don't necessarily have to agree with them yeah but you can see where they're coming from Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the times, people choose to hang out with people that share everything. Yeah. So they're kept in a safe little box, and they feel comfortable with it. And once you challenge them, even in the slightest bit, just to be like, hey, what about this? Isn't it interesting to look at it from this point of view? They're like, no. Yeah. I agree. There's this quote about how... Like, the five closest people to you are, they're, like, they reflect, like, you are the average of the five closest people to you. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that quote exactly, but I do believe that the circle of people you keep, that the company that you keep reflects who you are and who you want to be. For sure. Right? They're they're always saying, like, if there's five millionaires in the room and you're the sixth, then you're the sixth millionaire, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you become who's around you. And for me, I've always kept that kind of quote or concept close to me because... I think my close friends push me to be better and I would want to be around people who challenge me, who inspire me, who like see the best in me, but also push me to be better. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's so important about having friends. And so what you're saying about having common ground, but also different perspective, I think really allows us to grow as people. And which is why I think even when you're going through it in the moment, that friendship breakup is honestly probably worse than, like, a relationship breakup. Oh, yeah. It hurts so much because 
you're even more vulnerable with them than a romantic relationship. Like, you've shared so many intimate moments with your platonic friends that I don't think anyone, not even our parents, would ever know about each other. And I think that's why it hurts so much. But after every single friendship breakup, I am so grateful for it because if it wasn't for that breakup, I wouldn't have had a catalyst to grow Mm -hmm. and evolve to who I am now. And because of those experiences I feel more self-aware more secure in myself in what I'm doing it just proved that those people weren't meant to be in my life I didn't need to be treated like that or I understand what my boundaries are or I know what I'm looking for in the next relationship platonically that'll be like oh yeah that's gonna be like a for life for a friend yeah what do you think is the difference, for, for example, for someone going through a friendship breakup right now, what do you think is the difference between knowing when to walk away and knowing when to stay and kind of like keep fighting for a friendship that maybe they had for a long time or means a lot to them now? I think it really has to do with frequency mm-hmm. of things. Like, how frequently are you happy with that relationship, right? How frequently... Do you go home after you hang out with them and feel, like, refreshed, charged, like you did something, yeah. like you feel like you've grown? Or do you, how many times do you go home and you're like, oh my god, I need to recharge, I'm, like, so tired, I need to, like, recoup for two days? And, like, again, the frequency of, like, how many times do I need to communicate to that person the one thing that I've been asking them not to? Mm-hmm. It's just vibe check with yourself. Like, are you feeling okay with this? And then apply the lemonade regime as fit. Right. That's a good formula, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Vibe check with yourself and then apply the lemonade regime. And And I totally agree. I think... At some point, you're paying more for the repairs on the car than you paid for the car itself, right? right? right. And I think when it comes for relationships, not that it's that transactional, Mm -hmm. but I think at some point, you do have to be selfish. You do have to draw those boundaries, and you have to be self-aware and know yourself enough, like we've been talking about, um, to check in with yourself and to know when it feels wrong to keep fighting. And I think a part of us wants to stay kind of delusional and be like and kind of gaslight ourselves and be like oh no like no way we're still friends like even x y and z happened and i didn't really like it like i just know that they don't mean it in that type of way if it happens constantly and if you find yourself continuously defending that person to your own self then you need to take a step back i this is a direct call out at me i know (laughs) And, but I agree. I totally acknowledge this, too, because I, I think I especially, and most people, have the tendency to give their friends the benefit of the doubt over mm-hmm. and over and over, whereas we'll, like, cut off guys or, like, romantic partners and, like, ghost them, whatever, left, right. Mm-hmm. But with friends, the relationship is so much more meaningful for us off the jump right. that I think we're so willing to stay and fight no matter how many times we're, like, disrespecting ourselves or, like, feeling bad ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. It's important, like, if you're constant, like, the same rules we apply to dating, I think, sometimes apply to friendships. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly having to justify someone's actions, like, poor actions towards you, to your other friends, like, I now it's time to, like, take a look at those red flags and really examine what that friendship is bringing into your life. 
And sometimes it's just not even a reflection that you need to do. It's just in the moment you realize it's like a switch that flips on or off. You just realize that, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Like (laughs) for some reason, whatever they said triggered me to think about all the actions that they have done that in the past just did not sit right with me, neglected me, did not treat me right, X, Y, and Z. And in that moment, once you realize that, just end it. Don't even try to have a conversation with them about, you made me feel this way because I'm pretty sure you have done that already. Yeah. In the subtlest way or whatever. But if you feel gutsy enough, like if you feel like this relationship can be salvaged, like go for it, have that kind of conversation. But truly be ready to release, I guess, Mm -hmm. even if it is like harder than a romantic relationship because you're just going to come out so much more grateful, lightened, airy, happier. Yeah, sometimes you need to cut that dead weight even if it is a platonic friendship. Exactly. And this is just coming from a middle-aged lady like me. (laughs) (laughs) We're mid-20s. We're not middle-aged. I feel (laughs) middle-aged. It's just... Life goes on. Yeah. Like, life truly just goes on with or without them. And you... Honestly, it may feel like the time has stopped and all you can think about is how much you want to text them. But in a couple days, weeks, months, years, Mm -hmm. you're going to start finding things about yourself that you haven't because you were so preoccupied by dealing with whatever the mess like that's been thrown at you from this person or like like stupid feelings that you were working on that you didn't need to be working on like you start working on yourself you start to become i don't know more spiritual meditate go to therapy working Mm -hmm. out right just pouring into yourself what you used to pour into the relationship and then you just realize how much more life can be beautiful without them because you're just not worried about another person that hasn't been supporting you and then that's when you realize who your real friends are mm-hmm. i definitely think when we go through periods of change is when you really see who shows up for you obviously mm-hmm. during this pandemic that we are technically still in but have gone through in the last th- few years mm-hmm. i think a lot of us have experienced changes in our friendships i know post college i was friends with so many people that I just, like, was friends with through the organizations we were a part of, or mm-hmm. the clubs, whatever. And once the pandemic happened, I stopped talking to, like, half of them. And I realized how few of my friends actually rejuvenated me and made me feel like, oh my god, I want to spend more time with this person, or I really want to prioritize this relationship. And so although I lost a lot of friendships just naturally, and not, you know, like, through any bad means, but just naturally lost friendships through the pandemic, I think... I really, like you said, started pouring into the stuff that matters, which includes my relationship with myself, but also with those few friends that mm-hmm. that have been great throughout the years. I mean, everything that we're saying sounds just so painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. And it feels like when you're telling a little kid, oh, like, enjoy your youth. Yeah. You're going to miss it one day. And at the time, you're like, what? Yeah. No, I want to be 21. <laughs> But once you start to take steps bettering yourself, you finally understand, oh my gosh, these stupid quotes that I thought were so painfully on, like obvious is so much more meaningful 
now that you're on the other side. Yeah. It's usually those cliche quotes that sound so corny that are that have and hold the most truth. Yeah, and live, laugh, love. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, we can't, we don't listen to it or we don't take it seriously until, like you said, we're on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about the friendship breakups. We've talked about what makes friendship so meaningful. Um, but I guess in your opinion, you've gone through this. If you moved to a new city and you didn't have friends near you, what then do you do to seek out those new friendships? Or do you focus on your relationship with yourself? So mine was an interesting story because I moved to a different state slash city in the middle of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So it's one, first of all, it's hard to make friends as an adult outside of school because yeah. you're just not around people your age anymore. And it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And two, you're not going to the same occasions anymore. So it's so sporadic. You don't know the, like the person that you're going to meet in the coffee shop is going to be there the next day. Yeah. So it was super hard for me to make friends. But I was also in this like transitionary period in the pandemic where I was kind of shedding everything that was like a dead weight that we were talking about that no longer deserved my attention mm-hmm. and kind of getting ready for the isolation period where it's like... Think about a caterpillar. I was, my shedding period was like my cocooning phase. And like my self-isolation was like that hibernation period for the cocoon to become a butterfly. Afterwards, once I felt ready to start socializing and I felt better about my headspace, I started to talk to my coworkers more often because they were just the ones that were readily available and I met really good um, friends through my coworkers, and that's how I was able to make friends in a different city or state but aside from that I've also realized who my real friends were back at home mm-hmm. who would constantly hit me up check up on me and vice versa and who I would actually make time to meet because I live like a long drives away back home yeah. and it wasn't easy for me to like just come up every weekend but I would come up every once a month or like once every other month and those people who made time for me I would reciprocate that and mm-hmm. just kind of solidify the bond that I had with the people that I met up with back at home yeah so it sounds like that that solo vibe check the vibe check with yourself is the one that allows you to really be intentional with the relationships you make so- make outside of yourself mm-hmm so for someone who is doing a solo vibe check or, you know, checking in with themselves, what do you think are the most important questions that you should ask yourself when you're really reflecting on your relationships, your friendships, but also kind of the time you spend and the energy you put into other people? I think you really, like I mentioned before, need to check, am I happy with these kind of relationships? Like, are these relationships really fulfilling? Am I really learning from it does it drain me um also like can I see myself going a month without talking to them and if something popped up during the day if something funny happened during work like do I care enough to tell them about it and I think that was a really good indicator about who I want to keep in my life and through that I just kind of went through like a shedding moment again when it came to friends, I used to have a, like a, again, like you mentioned from a high school, I mean, not a high school, college, um, clubs, I had friends Mm -hmm. with them, like, just like a bigger social group, 
from that, you just really realize who you communicate with, what you communicate about, yeah. and what really do you care about. It's like a Snapchat streak, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when you open it up, is it going to be just like an S? Or is it going to be like, oh, my day is this, where you are able to like be like, oh, I'm so interested in that, and you just swipe up and talk about it. If that's the case, then... I will pour more attention and energy into continuing that. But if it's somebody that just, like, I hung out with, it was more for a social thing, I really don't see a need to, like, continue a relationship like that now that I know how precious my energy is. Yeah. And it's more like, who really deserves my energy, you know? Mm -hmm. Because whatever I give out is, like, a part of me. Yeah. And they could choose to abuse it. It's just, like, more protecting your peace. Yeah, I think those are all good things to think about when you're doing that kind of internal check-in or vibe check, as we're calling it. I know for me, when I'm looking at my relationships, at my life, I love to reflect. And, you know, we've reflected together for, like, a yearly mood board and and thought of these things. And I think some of the most important kind of goals or things you want to achieve or people you want to surround yourself with all have to do with how you make, how they make you feel but I think it also is who aligns with the tra- kind of person you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Because if they have the same values, that's one thing. But it's also another if they're like inspiring you or challenging you to be better. Mm-hmm. And from what I know from this past few years is my friends who are closest to me, who I really respect and admire, all have such determination for their goals and kind of a vision for their own life that they take their own time and their own self-worth so seriously that it inspires me to not only do that for myself but to also create relationships that reflect that as well so overall we talked about checking in with yourself being intentional Mm -hmm. with your relationships and really being careful with how you approach friendship breakups but not being afraid to embrace the actual friendship breakup right So thank you so much for coming on this episode of Raised by Immigrants. And we'll be talking more in the future. So if you liked our conversation, please stay tuned because Minji will definitely be back, won't you? I'll be back. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. And see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Raised by Immigrants. Let me know what resonated with you today by tagging me on social or sending me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at Raised by Immigrants Podcast, or you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I read and respond to all your reviews and mentions, so I can't wait to hear from you. See you next time.